Welcome to the Irregular Mums podcast. We're two mums in Sydney in our fabulous 50s with two teens each, aging disgracefully and embarrassing our kids on a regular basis. So we're not regular mums, we're a bit different. So who are we? Well, I'm Lisa. I'm a mum of two teenagers. Oh, shoot. Actually, um, <laughs> Mr. 20 Just is not even a one. teenager anymore. How did that happen? Um, and Miss 17, who's in her last year of high school at the moment. So I think my first dance party was a rat party with Grace Jones in the late 80s. And I went to my first Mardi Gras party, I think, in the very early 90s. So, yeah, went to a few dance parties when I was younger Got married, had kids, had quite a long hiatus from the dance floor when the kids were young. We had intermittent forays onto the dance floor. The occasional harbour party, you Mm. know, the occasional Sunday afternoon, have a quick dance and then be home in bed by about nine o'clock. But then re-emerged with you in about 2012? Yes. And we've been hitting the dance floor sporadically ever since, haven't we? Sporadically, regularly, I would say. Yeah, on a sporadic, regular basis. So a couple of other things about me. I have the musical taste of a 13-year-old girl. I think that's pretty safe to say. True. I love a bit of trash TV and a good quality chick flick. I hate action movies with a passion, but I do love to hear crazy sex stories from our gay friends, just pretty much because I'm so vanilla. Or maybe they like to tell them to us. I think there's a bit of both going on. So, Claire, how about you say a bit about yourself? Me, I'm Claire. I'm a North Shore mum of about 20 years. I arrived here in the late 80s as a backpacker and never quite made it back to England. Like Lise, I have two kids, Miss 19, who's away at university in Canberra, and Mr 17, year 11, almost the final year of school. So I feel that I'm on the final push to the summit of parenting. (laughs) I don't think it's ever going to end. No. Um, recently back in the workforce, but nothing particularly exciting. I Your think boss our, listens to this, he might yeah, kill He you. might be quite upset. He's <laughs> definitely going to listen. Um, I think the irregularity is that I'm still loving life very much, but constantly proudly amazed to be still doing a lot of things I did in my 20s. Now I'm in my 50s and possibly enjoying them more in my 50s than I did in my 20s. Things like um, out dancing in gay nightclubs with gay friends until stupid o'clock. How did this podcast happen? We very frequently speak on the phone with each other for 52 minutes, most phone calls, and we discuss everything. And it's usually evidence-based. Evidence-based discussions about all manner of topics, which we're experts on, but actually know nothing about. Yeah. We then both started listening to podcasts. and Because we're highly intellectual. And Lisa discovered Sales and Crab. Chat 10 looks three. Yeah, get it right. Chat 10 looks three. And if you haven't heard of it, you li- need to listen to it because they're both fabulous. And we decided that we could probably do something similar. Yeah, I like to call it low rent or even chat three looks three. So basically on chat 10 looks three, Lee Sales and Annabelle Crabb, who are highly accomplished journalists, 
incredibly articulate, um, but also very funny, very entertaining to listen to. They talk about all sorts of things. They talk about articles that have been written. They talk about books, uh, movies, musical theatre, art exhibitions that they go to. Famous people that they've interviewed. Famous people that they've interviewed. And I don't know what part of my brain thought, well, you know, we could do a version of that, just obviously slightly less intellectual than that. So we thought, how hard can it be? Those ladies hang out in one of their bedrooms and chat into their phone for half an hour. Can't be that difficult. Surely it's just a few buttons. They may have a little bit more media experience than us. (laughs) Oh, just a tad. And... It can't be that difficult. So we thought we would give it a red-hot go because we think we've got an awful lot to say about lots of areas that we think we're expert in, but really quite possibly know nothing really Mm. about, but we're very opinionated. Highly opinionated, highly. So our credentials for this podcast, if we're basing our inspiration on crab and sales, uh, crab and sales have got a lifetime of experience in media and journalism. Our lifetime experience has been dance floors, crazy dress ups, and hearing our gay friends' sexual adventures. And or, camp music, and lots of camp music. Very camp music. Yeah. Our gay friends tell us of their sexual adventures, and even though we've, we weren't there, we haven't seen it, we actually have opinions how, on how they could have performed better mm. or had better outcomes. Yeah. So as Claire just said, we are proudly living life in our fabulous 50s and still doing, continuing on, if you like, what we did in our 20s, which was, you know, going to dance parties and surrounding ourselves with gays and going out and dressing in glitter and feathers and fabulousness. And we continued doing all this despite having jobs and running houses and raising teenagers. So the classic example of that was last Friday, meeting a group of our gay and lesbian friends on Mm. Oxford Street to catch up on a few of Oxford Street's drag shows. We started the evening in Stonewall, which appeared to be some kind of open mic drag, which we watched. It's a very sticky venue. Every (laughs) single surface is sticky. Mm. And we stayed in there and walked down the hill into Colombian. I was going to say, you're forgetting, you know, my highlight of Stonewall, which was seeing the new Taylor Swift music video. Oh, that was amazing. (sighs) So the Taylor Swift music video that I'm talking about is for her song You Need to Calm Down and it's basically about online trolls and LGBTQI protesters. So it's, yeah, it's basically all of our favourite people in one music video. So it's Ellen and Adam Lambert and Todrick Hall. Adam Rippon. Who Gorgeous. You love. I'd like to be his mother, actually. Mm, okay. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen Troy Savan on it. Yes. He was, he was very missing. He was missing. Maybe he was busy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe I hope he, he was, was asked. Yes. Oh, Gosh, no. maybe that's another Tay-Tay falling out argument. Mm, or a Tay-Tay-Nay-Nay. Tay-Tay-Nay-Nay. Yeah, we yeah. Could, maybe we just invented that. Mm. Yes. Anyway, so I loved seeing the Taylor Swift music video, which actually had nothing to do with the drag that was on offer, but... I did love the colour and it was incredibly kind of retro and camp and she's wearing those sunglasses and the outfit and kind of above ground pool which looks better than it actually is and the pink jacket. It was pretty gorgeous. So So back to sticky stonewall down to not quite so sticky but less crowded Colombian for more drag shows. And at the Colombian, you can dance in a cage. Yep. 
So guess what Claire did as a special birthday treat? I think I might have dragged you up into the cage. Yeah, such a horrible moment. <laughs> I loved it. No, I'm not at my best in front of a crowd performing. Anyway, um, somebody caught it on video and then popped it up on Facebook and then um, basically were asked to take it down pretty quickly after that. Yeah, I don't okay. think it would have been enjoyable watching, but we watched Dakota and Coco Jumbo mm. and Ivy League do their drag show downstairs. I yep. can't even remember the name of I it. I can't remember Wasn't either. it supposed to be about Prince? But I don't no. remember being very Prince. No, that came. That was meant to come on at midnight and we left before midnight. Where did we leave to? We might have had an accident. Oh. Yep. Next thing we know, we're in the queue for the cloakroom oh, at yeah. ARC. Yeah. Surrounded by people a little bit younger than us. Well, they were about 18 or 19, I think. And that's when you started talking about your cat's anal glands, like you do. Yeah, I have no idea where that came from. Because one of the caused... boys is a vet. Ah. Caused quite a stir with a very helpful hint from the cloakroom attendant who suggested that you squeeze the cat's anal glands yeah. to relieve them. And you'd be quite amazed by how many people in the queue actually had input onto what to do yeah. with cat's anal glands. It was, a, it was an interesting conversation topic, I must say at ARC. But as always when we're out at these places our conversations are broad and far-reaching on many amazing topics which brings me to our lovely friend and his encounters mm. with group sex and as we alluded to earlier we have many opinions on many things with very little knowledge about them mm. and shared with us his recent almost group sex encounter. Lisa, do you want to tell this story? I hope I tell it right. I hope you do it the justice it deserves. So... God Love Him is on Grinder, I think, and answers a call for some kind of group sex situ. Uh, but apparently it's not really his thing. He doesn't really do that a lot, but for whatever reason he finds himself turning up to some apartment in Surrey Hills. He's looking at his phone to work out what apartment he's going to and he walks in and it's a bit dark. There's a guy there he knows called Owen or something. Oh. Um, yep, there's some other people and he thinks, oh, I don't really like the look of this. I'm going to add in here that he's probably looking sideways a lot, like looking around thinking, how the fuck do I get out of here? And then says, oh, um, I might just go to the bathroom. So heads to the bathroom and actually does the phantom fuck off, leaves the group six, goes downstairs and then realises he's left his phone on the kitchen bench oh bless him so he needs his phone back doesn't know what the apartment number is so it's on his phone stands on the street outside the block of apartments and yells one of the boys names for 10 minutes until they finally hear him and the boy comes down with the phone and hands the phone back to mm. and is so grateful he takes him home for a pity fuck which yep. i thought was delightful and kind <laughs> but kind of breaks the group sex orgy thing well because now there's only two boys in one apartment and two boys out on the street yeah well didn't he take the best looking boy home and didn't his friend say that he's not a team player wasn't a team player mm. and that does bring the conversation to the difference between is, is group sex an orgy and is I didn't an know there was a orgy difference. a sex party this probably needs further discussion. Yeah, I just thought it was all the same thing. I thought orgy was just an old-fashioned word for group sex. I mean, everyone's just mucking in, aren't they? Well, yeah. It does, it does sound quite complicated, though. Nice. Um, maybe what we can do now is talk about our highlight of the week. Um, oh, so, Claire, I'll ask you what's what's been your highlight of the week. 
I think my highlight of the week was my young friend coming to me to discuss his fears that he had a sexually transmittable throat infection. And so, in other words... He had gonorrhea of the throat, the or as you like to call it... Throat clap. Throat clap. So he came to me for advice on what he should do and how he could avoid getting it in the future. He did the right things. He went to his local sexual health clinic and had a swab and got treatment and was told that he couldn't have any sexual <laughs> encounters for a month. A surely time. there's a better way of avoiding having throat clap when you're a young, active gay man. So we did a little bit of research. I helped him out. Most of my gay friends considered that getting throat clap was just a rite of passage of being a young gay man. No one wants to suck a penis with a condom on it, whatever the flavour. So you found out the hard way. <laughs> So, yes, advising on how to prevent future encounters or future infections. That's quite a good one. I'm very proud to have a young friend come to me for advice on throat clap, yeah, which nice, I had no nice. information on, but I knew at least 15 people to ask for advice to pass yes. on to him. Very well connected. Very well connected. well connected. And Lisa, what's your moment of the week? Well, I was invited to the opening of Muriel's wedding. A, a friend of mine asked me to be her plus one. The music was written by Kate Miller-Heidke and her husband. It was lots and lots of fun. We sat down. We actually had excellent seats. And uh, so we were kind of right in the middle. Probably it was called it was B row, but right in the middle. How but not many rows back from the stage? I don't know, about seven or eight. I think that's a really good seat. Oh, I've heard that yep. when the Queen goes to the Opera House, <laughs> yep. she sits in the middle of row G or H. Right. Yep. So we're kind of Queen level, almost Queen level, but we weren't quite smack bang in the middle. So I did actually say to my friend, well, I wonder who's more important than us, who's sitting there. And then in comes this youngish, you know, boy and girl. It didn't quite look like a couple. And we spoke to them and the young man was the best friend of Muriel. So that was, we kind of thought, okay, well, we're sitting next to the best friend of the lead. So that's pretty good seats, I think. Getting towards the end of interval, but I was dying for a pee so we you know raced to the bathroom massively long queue like out the bathroom door all the way around the corner around near the bar and we just went oh. okay so we had to join the queue we get in the queue it's moving quite quickly so that's quite good but then I find myself at the top of the queue waiting for a cubicle to open the cubicle opens and I go to walk into the cubicle and Lee Sales walks oh, out of the cubicle <laughs> so I sort of was a bit like <gasps> But then she's coming out of a cubicle. I can't basically accost her. So I just sort of have a moment with myself in the cubicle. But all I'm thinking the whole time is, oh, she's out there somewhere. So, yeah, I had a little moment with myself. And I just thought, oh, my God, she's out there. I love her. I love her. Anyway, that was a moment. But I think that was also the moment that I went, right, we really need to do this podcast. Yes, I think it was a sign from above that we'd been talking about doing the podcast. And then you bump into Lee Sales. Lee fucking Sales. In as, the toilet. Yeah. As my friend said, we shared loose sweat. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, I feel like I, I should be in a game show. Some finger ballet. What do you think? Well, or a bit Palm Beach, I thought. Mad I know, Man. Palm Springs. Anyway, this is the bit where we're meant to be plugging Instagram. Oh yes, like us on Instagram. Or do you follow on Instagram? Both. Oh, do do both. that. Irregular mums, one word. And we don't have a website, do we? But ask us questions on the Instagram page. Yes, please ask us questions on the Instagram. We might answer them. 
yes. or make up the answers. Yeah. What else? Oh, yes, iTunes. And ratings, five ratings. stars. Yes, five, please. And if you don't like us, can you just go away and be quiet about it? Thanks. Yeah, no nasty comments. Yeah, so thanks. That'd be great. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Yes, thanks. It was actually such an awesome week that I want to talk about another highlight. Am I allowed <gasps> to do that? Ooh, two highlights one week. Just as we're in the first week, I think I let it through. Go on, okay. do it. Okay, so I have been obsessing over the Spice Girls concert, which I stumbled across on YouTube. But when I say stumbled across, I mean I actually actively searched for them and I found the unofficial video of their comeback concert in um, Coventry, I think it was. Ugh, did you like it? Well, no surprises as a Spice Girls fan from way back. Yeah, I, I adored it. Uh, it. It was really nostalgic for me. All of the songs I sang along to, it was it was actually pretty amazing. Right. Yeah, I heard a few reports about it. They're kind what? of not my thing, but I heard the sound was atrocious. Look, I mean, I guess it's a bit hard with this one because it was an unofficial video, so you don't get the, you know, I'm an instant expert in audio. You don't get <laughs> the microphones going straight through to the feed, so you've got, you know, just someone recording it from the crowd, so you get all the crowd noise. So, it, yeah, I'll say in the beginning it was a bit hard to hear their voices, but, yeah, I I loved it. I still loved it. And how are they going? Because they're quite a lot older than us, aren't they? Um, maybe. <laughs> but how are they looking? No, how are they going? Yeah, they're. I think they're probably about... About 10 years younger but I've got to say they look on the whole amazing like they're all incredibly fit for example scary a lot of the time she's in kind of a cat suit type thing she, her body is amazing I've got to say without being too nasty about ladies and faces and stuff her face is a bit tight for my liking. Baby, I've always said she's the most underrated Spice Girl. Her voice was on point. She's always so happy and so into it. I love her. And then, of course, Sporty is my favourite. She was. She just wiped the floor with them. Her body was on point. Her dance moves were incredible. Her singing is always off the charts. Her voice is still phenomenal. And, of course, then there's Ginger. <gasps> Well, as a Daily Mail reader, I do know all about Jerry married a billionaire and moved to the country, room for a pony, I wear lots of tweed. How's she going? Uh, yeah, well, look, she looks lovely and, she, you know, she's very poised, but it's like, what the fuck? Like uh, she's... Uh, uh, stop, stop, stop. Are we going to get our first rant here? Yes, rant alert. <laughs> where my tarty ginger has gone she totally stole posh's wardrobe she's actually really lucky that posh spice couldn't make the concert <gasps> i wonder why posh spice didn't make the concert did you think she perhaps had her diet coke spiked well maybe but okay if we're going to start with the like the opening outfit they come out and you know how ginger spice wore that union jack dress famously that's available in every single two dollar shop in australia i think it was actually a flag that she turned into a, a dress no, you can get the dress in two dollar shops it, everywhere yeah, it was very short so she comes out wearing a ball gown with a <laughs> union jack at the front and and a tiara and it wasn't even an ironic tiara it was like a 
proper tiara and I just went that's not ginger that's not Jerry Halliwell and then during Holla she wears this amazing black outfit like neck to knee kind of this high neck but pencil skirt and I mean that's pretty much something that would be worn at a VB front row yeah I did see that clip and it looked like from my uneducated Spice Girl eyes very Victoria Beckham yeah so there's this one song where they're doing like the floaty kind of outfits but everyone's still on brand you know Sporty's got the crop top thing happening scary spices got a bit of skin showing but jerry halliwell is wearing basically a cloak and a full-length ball gown again so she's incredibly conservative and then there's another bit where she's wearing a gold disco dress but it's long so it's to her ankles and her only saving grace was right at the end for wannabe and she was wearing sparkly shorts like really short ones but you know that was the only nod to ginger spice yeah well maybe posh not being part of the band anymore is maybe there's more to it she's just totally stolen the wardrobe she wants to be posh she's totally posh spice now well talking of bands that want to be the spice girls we've recently had an education about brit pop girl bands from our friend who we'll call 2.0 he's recently shown us some girls allowed videos i'm not a brit pop person especially girl bands but lisa is but it's ironic really because you're originally British. Girls are loud. They are apparently magnificent. The music still sounds like not my thing, but the costuming is to die for. Yeah. Lisa, what's your view on Girls Are Loud music? Bless him. Bless his cotton socks. I actually love Girls Aloud. I was a big fan of biology and back in 2009 at the age of, I don't know, how old was I? How old was I? 21. Early, yeah, 21. <laughs> early 40s. Bought the CD single of Biology and bounced around the house singing along to that. So I was a bit obsessed with them. I haven't really followed a lot of their music, but having listened to a little bit of it, and even though we're only early in our education, I just don't know if I'm going to get there. I don't think they're as good as the Spice Girls. Oh, their costuming is sublime, though. I know. I know. They're like dollies that are all dressed up, but I think I'm going to be controversial and say that I just don't know if I'm going to get there with them. But oh, you know. And I think considering you think that that girl... That sounds like Wailing Cats. Alicia Keys. She doesn't sound like Wailing Cats. She does. She's horrible. I think there we can agree to disagree. So then after the Spice Girls, I started watching the Kylie Aphrodite concert. (gasps) Oh, I could have watched Kylie for days. Yeah, look at Spice Girls and Girls Aloud. Sorry, 10 minutes and I'm out of there. Goodness gracious me, have you seen the time? We've been talking for 22 minutes. Well, who would have thought that we'd actually talk for 20 minutes? <laughs> Only 22 minutes so compared to our regular phone conversations. But, wow, I think we need to work out how we wrap this thing up. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. And we will be having some more podcasts, hopefully. And before we go, don't forget to like us on Insta, Irregular Mums, one word, And give us five stars on iTunes. Pretty please. Bye. Bye.